Welcome to Show and Tell Now, shall we? What is good, beautiful people of the world? I am a 2020 Creator K. Happy New Year to all y'all out there. Got that 2020 vision this year. I hope for you that the next 365 days are fruitful, prosperous, productive, and just like, just like, just like dope, dude. Just like super dope. Let's all get it this year, right? I mean, come on, let's go. Welcome to the first episode of the Show and Tell podcast of the new year, episode 21, a bi-weekly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. In this episode, I'm joined by Cheyenne Norfation, host of the Next Generation Football Podcast. In part one of the episode, Cheyenne talks about how he fell in love with the game of soccer and took that love to a new level by creating the Next Generation Football Podcast, as well as the qualities necessary for budding projects to have that will set them apart from the rest. In part two, Cheyenne talks about a book that really resonates with him because of a similar shared experience with the author and his story. We also talk about the importance of networking and communication, so get your listening ears ready because we're going on a journey. But before the show begins, there is something that I would like to address. Can we please cut the music? Thank you. Now, what you are about to hear is a very beautiful conversation between Cheyenne and I, but the quality of the audio on my end, on my end, let me be specific, calling myself out is bad. Here's why. I plugged in my microphone. Usually everything's good to go. I plug in and record and that's it. I didn't check to see if the computer actually was recognizing the device. And yeah, it was recording the audio through my computer. So my end sounds kind of shitty. And yeah, I would like to make a formal apology now. I would like to apologize to the audience for having to listen to slightly, well, not slightly, it's it's pretty obvious if you've listened to past episodes that the audio is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot worse. Uh, so I'd like to apologize to the audience. I would like to apologize to my parents because they raised me better. I would like to apologize to my college professors and YouTube tutorials that taught me better. I know better. This is not the way that I would like to start the new year. To be honest, I've taken a couple L's to start in the first few days. Just minor ones, like no big deal ones, but just like little minor inconveniences that are super annoying. But we're not going to let that affect us. I hope that you still stick around to listen to the episode because it's worth it. I know I'm making it sound like it's super bad. The audio's fine. It's just that you don't get to hear the timbre in the same way as as you hear it right now, which is with my microphone. I I double-checked to make sure I was recording with the right device for this intro. I already apologized to Cheyenne after the episode was recorded because that's when I noticed it, but I would like to apologize again. I'm better than that. I feel like I've said that maybe a bunch of times already, but... Yeah, I just want to reiterate, I'm better than that. I wanted to give you the quality show and tell experience that most of the guests, if not all of them, I'd like to think that I try my best when I have my guests on. I wanted to give you that experience and I failed you. I apologize and I hope that you can forgive me and we can still be homies and like chill sometime. (laughs) So enjoy my voice like this while it lasts. It will not happen again because you make these types of mistakes. These are the types of mistakes that only happen once because from now on I'm always going to check to make sure that my microphone is, it's such a rookie mistake, such a rookie mistake. And considering that I've been doing this for over a year now, uh, it's kind of pitiful. I'm a little ashamed, but we move on. We grow from it, we learn, we become, we become better people. So again, apologies, it's really not that bad, but it's just not quite as good as it sounds right now. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Now it is time for show and tell. Welcome 
to episode 21 of the Show and Tell podcast. I am your lovely host, Creator K. This is probably take number five because I'm just I'm just so out of it right now. I'm running high on a little bit of caffeine and uh, can't think straight, so I haven't been able to get this intro down. But I'm I'm hoping that this is the one. Welcome to episode 21. Joining me for this episode is Next Generation Football podcast host. He's a soccer lover. He is also a warm baller, which might not mean anything to you right now, but it might mean something to you in a little bit. It is. Cheyenne Norfishan. I went falsetto on that one. I don't think that sounded very good. What, uh, what's up? Hello, everybody. This is uh, your your lovely host of Next Generation Football. What up? So how are you? How are, how are things going? How was your new year? How was your holidays? Oh, hol- hol- it's been nice to be back at home for the holidays. I've just been working a lot, saving up a lot of money, working hard on my podcast and just just doing what I always love doing and just watching a lot of uh, football, soccer over this holiday period because it's the best time to do it. Hell yeah. So why don't we use that as a jumping off point um, into telling people who you are, what you do, what you like to do, all that good stuff. So my name is Cheyenne. I live in Seattle, Washington, one of the, I think, the best states in the United States. And I run the Next Generation Football podcast. I go to school at Western Washington University. I study sports management. Uh, what else do I do? I coach soccer. I work at a gym. I do all these lovely things uh, in my life. And soccer is one of the big, biggest things in my life that I love watching, reading about, talking about. And of course, I have a platform that I talk about it on now. Yeah, that's what's up. And that's one of the one of the few things that links us together is because I'm also a soccer lover, former player, still play now, but not competitively. Um, how did you get into soccer? What made you fall in love with it? So both my parents are not big sports fans, particularly. So they both immigrated from Iran to here. Uh, and then they met somehow. I don't exactly know the details on that. But in the country of Iran, soccer is pretty big there. They, they immigrated here. They were more they're more like educational based and mm-hmm. not really sports oriented. So around the age of like 10, 11, I go to Germany with my mom. And we stay with one of her good friends' house. Her son is really into soccer. And I remember we played like FIFA on the Wii. And I was like, okay, who's like a Wii. good team? Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is like way, this is such a flashback uh, for everyone. If you guys know what a Wii is, I'd hope they do. And I remember I asked like, who's a good team I could use? Uh, the dad said, use Chelsea. And then I was like, okay. That's not exactly how I became a Chelsea fan also, but it, it continues a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we go to a like sports store when we we're in Germany, when we we're in Bremen. And uh, one of my dad's favorite colors was blue. So we surprised him with a Chelsea jersey. We didn't know it was Chelsea. We just saw it was blue. So we're like, okay, we'll buy it for him. And I also got one also. And then I started playing a little bit of soccer. And since that was like the first kit that I had and like the kind of the team, the only team I really knew, I was like, dang, I like, I like Chelsea a lot. And uh, kind of the rest is history. I've kind of stuck by it. It's something that's always interested me. It's something I always like talking about and as I said reading about and it's I've become like a very big nerd when it comes to this beautiful game and uh, I have not looked back since yeah no I mean it's the same way for me it's one of the easiest things for me to talk about (laughs) I I love having conversations about soccer because it's so close to home so it's brought you to creating and running this podcast next generation football how did that come to be? What made you want to start that podcast and take something that is your passion and do do something a little bit more with it outside of just playing the game and watching it? Yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a really good question, and I'm going to take pieces out of it because the thing is, 
when I was younger, I knew I always liked it and I wanted to do something with it, with my passion about it. Things is the things that I'm interested in with anything I put over 110% into. So if it's something I'm very passionate about, I will exert so much energy and my time and everything into it. Cause I don't really like, I don't know if this is like a PG 13, but I don't half-ass the things that I like, I love and I care about. And so when, uh, the, the I, didn't, I think it was when I was in community college, I was in one of my communications classes. I had to do, uh, we had to do a lot of presentations, like uh, argument-based, persuasive-based, just kind of introducing yourself, things like that. One of my classmates wanted to start a podcast and he he thought, okay, Sean's like someone, I just, I just love talking to anyone in general, especially if I find out they like soccer. This guy was a big Spurs fan. And so we started talking a lot. We kind of became friends. Later on, uh, he somehow, I don't know how he got my phone number, but he did. And he texts me saying, hey, I want to start a podcast. I want you to be my co-host for it. Uh, what do you think? And all that. I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. Like I totally be in, but I don't know what a podcast is. And so I learned a lot more what podcasts are. I looked into it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so we started the Next Generation Football podcast now a little bit over a year ago now. And sadly, Jacob's not really, that was my old co-host, is not part of it anymore. I'm just the main host for it now. And he just wanted to focus more on his like school. And he thought that was something that is actually more for me than it was for him once he started realizing after we did a lot of episodes. And part of me, when he told me he didn't want to continue doing it, was like, should I stop doing this podcast? Should I keep continuing doing it? And people like Mike and other friends of mine were like, no, I think you should continue it. It's it's like, it's your calling. It's you seem very comfortable on the microphone and you like talking about it. It helps you like interact with other people. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to continue the podcast. And I think it is when Jacob came back on recently, I reinvited him on. He said it was a little baby when we first started, but now it's become like a, almost like a full fledged teenager, young adult now, this <laughs> podcast. So I'm pretty, I was pretty ecstatic when he said that to me, but that's pretty much the, like the beginning of the podcast and how it all started. Yeah, I mean, you've definitely come a long way in just a year's time, purely based on, you know, the, the guests that you're being able to pull and talking to former players, current players, um, a lot of people involved in the game. I really admire that and uh, respect the hustle. What is something that you've learned over like, you know, the year and a few months that you've been doing it? What's one of the things that you've kind of learned maybe about the project itself and about you as a person? Oh, that's such a tough question. And I think it's like... Oh, I, I knew you were going to ask this. And then I, it's like, now that you ask it, it's so difficult to answer. But uh, kind of Mike, you were kind of one of my small inspirations. You talked about like starting the show and tell podcast for the longest time. And then when I first started listening, because yours started, I think maybe a couple months before mine did. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I started listening to it. And I was like, wow, this is pretty, this is pretty cool. And I like, I liked it a lot. And things that I have learned, and if I don't completely answer your question, make sure to reiterate it after I answer uh, things that I've learned. Uh, from doing this podcast is that it, things are not easy and it's very it, you learn a lot about how to market yourself and the platform that you want to market and to who you're marketing to it's like it's like a whole finance based situation now that you're in you're like you're not an entrepreneur because you didn't necessarily like create this idea but you are running your own brand you are you are your you are the company you're the like the face of it depending on how how you market it and what I've learned the most is you just got to network really well. And that's what I've been trying to do. And I just reach out whenever I invite guests on, I like, as I tell a lot of my friends, I send like, not literally, this is more figuratively. I send a thousand emails, DMS messages on LinkedIn to a bunch of different people. Or I just ask other mutual people like, like, let's say for example, uh, 
even though I already am in contact with Jimmy, but if I asked Mike, hey, Mike, can you get me in contact with Jimmy Conrad? And he'd be like, sure, I'll shoot out a message to him that you want to get in touch with him, like things like that. And I see who is connected with who, and then it's just a, a growing base from there. And I think it's a good life skill to learn that a lot of people don't learn till way too later on in their life. I think it's a great skill that I've learned from this and being able to communicate, interact, and just meeting new people because you don't know what new opportunities will come. And then, like, say if I want to go to Europe, I now know people from Norway, Hungary, England, Austria, just because of the guests that I've had on, and I always keep in touch with them because it's just, and it's nice now, there's an outlet of people, unlike my friends who don't necessarily always like talking about soccer, that I know that these guys are passionate about and I can always WhatsApp message them, Instagram Mm -hmm. message them, or Twitter DM them. And it's just super, super amazing to relish in yeah no I, I agree with you I think having a podcast speaking from my experience it's helped me kind of be a little bit better at not just networking but just being this makes me sound like a, a hermit but social <laughs> you know getting getting out and just talking to people and and in certain um, environments or situations being able to articulate myself better just because what we do is something that you know, we do it repetitively. We're we're constantly talking into a microphone, and it's obviously not going to be entertaining if we're always stumbling over our words or not having our thoughts formulated. So I feel like, you know, having a podcast is kind of training us to just be better speakers, and I think that's a cool skill that that I've picked up on since I've started. And I think you would agree with that as well. What have you found to be difficult in the time that you have done uh, the podcast so far? Is there anything that was kind of an obstacle maybe at the beginning that you got over, or is there anything that you're still trying? to crack the code on in regards to cracking the code i think that i think that's the best phrase to use in this situation is how to get not my name but my voice on my podcast out to every football fan like Mm -hmm. and like anyone that listens to it will like not i don't necessarily i'm not going to shove it down their throats like you have to listen to this but like in regards to it's soothing to them to the point that anyone is willing to listen to it and that your word is out there so like someone if someone talks about like talks to someone like oh what's like a podcast you listen to about soccer who are like some uh big pundits like that you listen to that you enjoy i would like would like to be one of those names that pop up first and that's kind of like the, the thing that i'm trying to crack and that has been the most difficult is when people reference like say if someone puts out a tweet and is like oh who are like good podcasts that i can listen to or people that talk a lot about soccer are very knowledgeable about it i would like to be one of the first names that pop up on that list. And I think the most difficult part has been growing a follower base. And luckily I've had very great people like you and like other amazing guests that I I keep in touch with, I consider my friends that have helped a lot like to grow the platform and just being able to share and just interact with the the fan base. I think that's been the most difficult. And it's also running all these pages that I'm running because we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram and it's it's sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming on top of going to school and also working uh two different jobs and it's just it sometimes it gets a little overwhelming so it's like being able to find a good balance and being able to get the like my name out there in the the twitter sphere and the instagram sphere yeah i think that's the number one obstacle or hurdle to get over for people who are starting new projects is getting people to pay attention or buy into what you're doing and that's something i don't think anyone like getting people to do, I'm kind of cynical. I have a cynical outlook on this to an extent, or at least I'm trying, it's an outlook I'm trying to modify a little bit. So it's not as cynical, but that's one of the things that I kind of get down on is like, wow, no one's paying attention to my stuff. Like I'm, my stuff's really great. Or, you know, I thought this was going to do really well, but why aren't people paying attention? 
people, you know, when I was doing work with Warm Ballers and Jimmy, um, you know, making merch and doing social media, it was clear that a lot of people just bought into it because they were getting something tangible out of it, like stickers or free gear. But in terms of just like providing content, it and, it and not really seeing much growth unless you were giving stuff away, that was kind of frustrating. So trying to build something organically, like what we're doing, can be a little difficult and a little annoying sometimes. I and think, frustrating. Because, yeah. yeah, and frustrating because you're like, well, what people are getting out of it is entertainment and you know content and something to pass the time with or, or listen to while they're doing a chore or, or even just take it outside of what we're doing you know like people who make youtube videos or people who make music like you're giving something that makes people's lives better but sometimes the consumer doesn't see it that way or they just don't think about it that way they're like well i'm not going to pay attention to it because i'm not really getting anything out of it i don't know do you have any perspective on that and it's all? also there's also like this aspect of oh there's other people that are already doing it why should i listen to these guys when there's already these people that are doing it right. so that's also you got to be uh, be the person that makes yourself seem different in a mm -hmm. good way. Like you, you put yourself in a regard that your content is different than other people's. And that's also a hard thing to crack too, on top of the, the previous question that you asked and you need to make yourself stand out in some regard. And that's the, that is the difficult part. And yeah. And it, sometimes it's just, it's, it's frustrating when you feel like you put out something good and it just didn't do as well as you think. And a lot of my friends and like you uh, yourself have like have told me it's like it's like it's not a like it's not a big deal. Like sometimes there's up uh, uh, highs and lows when it comes to episodes and things like that. But if you just I, in my opinion, I feel like if you just keep plugging away at it, it's bad. Something's bound to happen. That's how I see it. if you if you I think there's like a saying, if you stay around the barbershop long enough, you're bound to get a haircut. Mm, so mm -hmm. yeah, I something like along those lines. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Because at the very least, you're you're just saturating the market or people's minds with your with your name. And if people keep seeing your name popping up on their feeds, at some point they might check it out and see what see what it's all about. Especially if other people are you know retweeting and putting it on their radar. They're like, oh well, if this person likes it, maybe I will too. So I'll check it out. So I think yeah, I think it, it is difficult to come up with like new ideas and, and new ways of doing things when there's so many people out there that are that are trying to do the same thing. What do you think is one of the most important qualities for a project to have that'll set it apart from another one that's, that's similar? I would say personally, uh, you gotta be willing to do it. Like that's one, okay, very, very cliche. And it sounds very like, oh, very obvious, but you gotta be willing to do it. And you gotta inspire yourself. You have to have a self-motivation to do it. And I think that's what a lot of people lack a little bit. And to be fair, I'm not saying I'm Mr. Perfect or I'm not saying you're Mr. Perfect because we run podcasts and we're so freaking successful. But like, it's sometimes you just have to self-motivate yourself. And sometimes I can't always do that, but I've just learned that I just gotta do it if it's something I'm very passionate about. When I think about it, this is when you know, I feel like you really love doing what you do. Like when my day is really like annoying and like, I would say shitty, uh, mm -hmm. when I do my podcast and I release it and I share it to people, I enjoy it and it makes my day a lot better. And it's like, I get to talk on a mic about soccer. Yes, it's very weird, but it's something I very much enjoy and it makes me smile a lot. And then when people tell me, oh, well, that was a pretty good episode. Oh, I really like what you talked about in your team of the decade and who you selected and just interacting with people. It, I enjoyed even more. And I think what people that want to start a new project should do or like a podcast or a platform in general is you got to be you got to buy into your product or what you're doing before other people buy into it. So you got to be 100% behind it. Like no matter what, if you have like shitty days, 
you got to be like, okay, you know what, this is, this is, there's a reason I started this and I want to continue it. And some people lack like self-esteem when it comes to certain projects, they get demoralized too easily and you just got to keep plugging away at it. I think so too. Cause it's not always instant success. I mean, it hardly ever is instant, instant success. It takes a lot of hours and grinding to get to even just a, a minimal amount of, of, uh, like reward. Um, yeah, exactly. How is it working by yourself? <laughs> I'm curious because it's something that I do. How is it working on a project that you don't really have anyone else? I mean, you used to, but now it's you kind of covering things from all angles. How, how is that? It is actually kind of fun because you get to run the show. I mean, it's like good and bad. Yes, it'd be nice to have someone else to tackle uh, the, the other side of the project or the other side of what you want to do too. Like it's nice to have like, like two heads are better than one, two brains are better than one. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm a, I'd like to say I'm a fairly organized guy. I, I, for me is I'm very old fashioned. Like I write down everything I want to do in regards to like goals for the week. Uh, what, what episodes I want to do, who I want to feature, like who are guests I want to email. It's like, it's difficult. It's a little bit more, you have to put more time into it because there's only just yourself, but I enjoy it a lot. And being on my own, I guess I get to run the show and I get to call all the shots. Yes, even before, it's not like my previous co-host was like never like, oh no, bad idea. is very motivating and any idea that I suggested, but mm-hmm. it's just really nice to being able to do any how you want it because it's just more your vision. And But yeah, I guess, I guess it's more time consuming and, and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and that's certainly something you can do even if you're working solo, because you have confidants that you can, you know, throw ideas at, see what they think. Maybe, yeah, like maybe I've thrown some... ideas out at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can bounce ideas off each other and see, you know, what the reaction would be from someone who is kind of within the same sphere. But we can also just, at, at, in the same breath, throw the ideas at people who aren't necessarily creators as well. Someone who is more aligned with the the community or audience side, because they're the ones who are really trying to reach. So. Sometimes, sometimes I get in my own way though. It's hard for me to at times fully make a decision or at least come to a decision on something. I kind of like bounce around, like, do I want to do it this way or this way? And then, you know, two hours later, I'm still haven't made a decision. So in in that regard, it is kind of nice to have a partner sometimes, but I think that's just kind of a skill that you pick up on and that you learn as you go. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, no, and I think it's a good skill to learn because you're not always going to have a teammate with you. It's good to, if you know you're good with working with people, that's good. But maybe it's like, sometimes it's good to learn to, it's kind of, it's like a double-edged sword. So like, if you already know you're good with working by yourself, it's kind of like a school-related thing. If you know you can do this project by yourself, like a school-related project, then that's good. But maybe you do need to learn the skill of working with other people and communicating. But I think maybe in our shoes is we're good at uh, doing things by ourselves i mean sorry we're good with doing things with other people that it's maybe good for us to learn to be our own self motors and be able to like uh do what we want to do and just motivate ourselves to get these episodes and all that stuff our guests listed out by ourselves because then that teaches us responsibility on how we're supposed to run our life yeah for sure I'm going to rewind a little bit. I feel like I should have kind of asked this more towards the beginning, but I, I feel like it's important for people to kind of learn a little bit more about your podcast. You want to explain kind of, um, I, you did the origin story, but kind of what your podcast is about. 
So next generation football, what is the podcast about? So originally it was kind of about like we express a lot about more younger stars and talking about the young upcoming talents in football, but it's now just kind of branched to a just a general football podcast, but it's so I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm a Seattle Sounders Chelsea fan because Seattle are my local team at Chelsea were like the first club that I've always like loved since I started watching football soccer. And Next Generation Football is kind of like we talk a lot. Like I bring on guests from different globes. Like they can be, they don't even have to be podcast hosts themselves. They could be big uh, video editors or big graphic designers or ex-players or current players. Like we've had all from that range or people that, how did like how did they become well-known in the in the football community and that's kind of what I feel like it is now for me is I enjoy personally similar to what Mike does on this podcast is like getting to learn a little bit about the guests that we bring on it's like well how did you get into football how did you become a supporter of this club and then we talk about it and in regards to the different top like the hottest topics that we talk about or as I'm a Chelsea fan I bring on specific guests based off of who they're playing like we do previews I've recently started doing more combined 11s that people enjoy a lot because there's a little bit of that argument by the edge to the guests and me, so the host and the guest. So it's like, well, no, I think this player should be in there versus the other one. It's like good friendly banter with it. And you get opinions out from everyone across the globe and they don't even specifically have to be people who talk about it. They don't have a platform to talk about. So I've been, I give these people when I message them like, hey, would you be interested to come on? Cause you are a big name. Like people, like decent amount of people know about you, but I want to give you an outlet so you can maybe talk some football with me on this podcast today. like. Uh, previewing the Champions League like round of 16 or reacting to our group stage uh, what did we predict in the group stage and just things like that and the thing is is I don't I think there's a lot of similar podcasts in that regard but what I think separates mine to the other ones is that I bring on guests that maybe no one has really even heard in person like one person for example was MLS memes no one's ever heard his voice before he just knows Mm -hmm. he's the main meme account uh, on Instagram, but no one's ever heard his voice before. So when I reached out to him, it was almost like a big thing because people are like, oh, I've never listened to what MLS memes like sounds like. And no one at the time knew what he even looked like either. So it was like a big, uh, big, big deal in regards to like, oh, wow, this guy has given him a platform to express ha- like his knowledge on football because all he does is puts out memes. So how do we know like, like necessarily who he supports and like what is his thoughts on what's going on in the MLS right now and things like that. And so that's what I think separates mine is I bring on anyone that is a big football fan that has a platform for themselves, like however they made themselves big and I can bring them on. We can preview games, talk about games, react to thoughts, like in any, any topic, uh, wide, far, anything. And so that's, that's kind of a little like bit about the podcast. Yeah, no, it's a great podcast, and people should go listen to it if you're into soccer. And maybe if you're not super into soccer, but you are curious about soccer, you should go listen to it. That, that was, was my per- my stamp of approval. I know, that's what I was going to say. That was a perfect uh, statement to make about it right there. Yeah, dude, if you like seeing guys, as Jimmy loves saying, if you love seeing guys kick a ball with really short shorts and love... In a certain direction. Up, yeah, in a certain direction, <laughs> and you love people who talk about it, then come along. Come join the ride. That's what's up. And yeah, Jimmy Conrad is is the binding element between Cheyenne and I. That's how we met each other. Um, was that a pickup game, right? It was. The multiple... I think I've been to like two or three. So you have. Kind of, You've been yeah. a, a frequent frequent uh, pickup game attendee, which is um, something that Jimmy, my my boss, my, my work homie, Jimmy Conrad, shout out. What up? What up, Jimmy? <laughs> I'll, I'll slack you. I'll slack you back in a minute. It, yeah, he slacked me. I, I have to message him back. 
Yeah, he has pickup games whenever he travels, pickup soccer games, um, for the record. And uh, Cheyenne attended one, and I was there, and we balled out. I don't know if we were on the same team. We might have been. I have no idea. I, I don't remember even what I did last week, so I couldn't really tell you. Same. Very much so same. My memory is shot. <laughs> but I also remember the most random things that, honestly, I'm angry that they occupy my brain. Like, oh, I remember one of my preschool classmates who wore this shirt on this day and he spilled his milk at uh, snack time. Why do I remember that? Why do I need to remember that? Why can't I, I, I like? I why can't funny, I remember yeah. a conversation from you know a week ago that was important? Why can't I remember that stuff? I, I the the human brain is um an enigma. It's an interesting and, uh, place. Yeah, it is. I'm glad you shared that that story though about your old old classmate spilling. Yeah, his name was Chauncey. Oh wow! <laughs> Shout out Chauncey. I um yeah, take that information and do what you want with it. <laughs> I think that maybe that's probably a good spot to take a, a very short break and collect ourselves um, because I'm certainly starting to uh, fade into the abyss cognitively. Um, so let, if you're good on part one, we can bring it back in part two and chat a little more. All right. Sounds good. All right. See y'all on the other side. Welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. This is part two of the show, which is the Show and Tell portion and some other stuff at the end. I got to come up with a better name for that. The Show and Tell portion and some other stuff at the end is a little is a little mouthy, but uh, yeah, that's what it is. Welcome back to part two. Welcome back, Cheyenne. I don't know if you went anywhere during the break. Uh, I didn't. I just sat here patiently waiting, um, and uh, uh, now we're yeah, here. Same here. Yeah, I I was trying to make it seem like we actually do take a break on this podcast, but it's quite literally like. See you, on, see you on the other side for part two, and then a second later we, we start part two. It's the magic of editing. People don't know that. I'm just giving them a, a look behind the curtain in case they wanted to know. A behind the scenes. Yeah, very fascinating stuff. So yeah, um, show and tell. What have you brought to the table for show and tell? What do you want to tell the audience about and me about because I don't know what you're bringing to the table. What is Ooh, the item very that you excited. have? So the item that I have brought is a book because I don't Ooh. think anyone has done that yet on your podcast. If I'm correct. Someone has, but yeah, let's roll with it. Okay. No one has except for me. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. And the book that I brought is by a former Sounders player, Steve Zakawani. It's his book called 500 Days. Ooh, okay. And I bring this book up because I don't read much. Uh, when I was younger, I hated reading, but I like it a lot more because I just read about soccer. Go mm -hmm. figure. And... That was like the second or third book that I ever like finished reading when I started reading again. And that book very hit at home, like for me personally, a lot. So just to give you guys a little context of what the book's about so and also who the author is and who Steve Zakwani is. So Steve Zakwani is the author and he was a former Sounders player who endured the worst injury in MLS history. If you have never seen it, just look it up. It's there. It's kind of gross, um, but enjoy. What and, what was it? Was it like a leg break? It was, yeah. Oh, okay. It was a leg break, and then he oh, had uh, oh. massive nerval damage and compartment syndrome after that. Okay. And so the book talks about the 500 days from when he was off the field to going back onto the field again and being able to play. And like he, I think in total had around, don't quote me, but I think he had like, for sure, double digits on surgeries for that for that leg, and but it was like around like 12, 13 surgeries he had to do. And he just talks about how difficult it was for him to go from 
he was like at his peak in his opinion in his career he was getting possible interests from the u.s men's national team he was already getting calls from dr congo is where he grew up where his parents grew up and he did a little bit when he was younger and the reason i bring this one up is and why i say it, it relates with me a lot was because i think i mean i know mike knows about it but i tore my acl two weeks before graduating high school and that was a very like low point for me uh, personally and it was not fun because like literally like that break you're like your all uh, elusive summer break from high school after mm -hmm. graduating was basically ruined for me because I was just worrying about my knee and then I had to have surgery on it and it was it's a year long rehab. Again, my injury was not nearly as bad as Steve's, but it's just like the reason I could relate with it was the mental aspect of recovering from an injury like like what we did and just also I mean in pro athlete situations you your job is to rehab. You rehab two, three times a day. I'm just your average Joe guy that talks behind the mic about soccer so for me it was very difficult and i've never endured anything nearly as bad as that in my whole life to have to have surgery on it and to just have to rehab and learning a lot more about fitness and that's when i kind of got like i learned two three months into it uh i like learned a lot about fitness and how to eat well and i just wanted to get in shape because i thought maybe possibly the reason I did get endure that injury was because mentally when I played, I was a bit bigger. I didn't know. I don't know if Mike even remembers it that well, but I was a bit bigger of a dude and I would like my mind would know the play before my body could react. So my body was a bit slower than how like when, when I mentally thought of, oh, I'm going to do this or that. So I learned a lot about fitness and uh, I lost like I think close to like 50 pounds and I got like really into shape after that injury and it was like a blessing in disguise and that's what steve talks about in the book was maybe it just was not meant to be for me to continue playing but he took it as from that negative to a positive so now he does punditry for the sounders and realizes there's a life after football once he announced retirement and i just think it is an amazing book for everyone to read because it's like against like all the odds he still ended up getting on the field he still got to live his dream again he even got a goal and an assist i think first couple games back but he just realized that it just wasn't worth it to constantly take painkillers and do all this. Like you have to do so much in like personal stretching and just things to prepare himself for the game. And he's just like, I just don't think my body can continue that. And there's always life after soccer, football as a professional. So you had to think about it in that regard. Right. Yeah. I always hear about that with professional athletes when they get injured for a long period of time. It's less so that they're not able to play and they kind of have, you know, they might suffer a little bit mentally from not being able to play, but it's, they're also suffering from kind of being secluded. Cause I always hear that their rehab is usually on their own. They're not really seeing their, their teammates, uh, as much. And I, I'm sure it kind of extends into your situation as well. Like you're, you were physically unable to do certain things, go certain places. I'm sure you were, I mean, were you like bedridden for a Yeah, I was for like, th like close to a month. I had to stay like on my bed and that was the worst part. It's just like having to rely on other people, like thanks to my like thanks to my mom but like i just hate you have you have to you need someone to help you out that's the end of the day and i hate being reliant on other people but it's just something you have to accept at the end of the day and that's also another frustrating thing is you're relying on other people to cook your meals clean your clothes make your bed and you just feel like you're kind of like even though it's a very sad turn news but you feel useless almost mm, because you yeah. can't really do anything yeah for sure i've never had a, a major injury before so i haven't really experienced that but i can imagine that it's definitely a big mental battle to get over. So I, yeah, I didn't know about that book. That's a really cool tool and like kind of convenient that, it, that it, I mean, how long did it come out before you got injured? 
Uh, it came out, I, I had the book for the longest time. It's It's been out for, I think, two, three, like, I think for sure at minimum a year before I, like, I, I read it. And then when I started getting into books, and my rehab was long done at that point, and I didn't read it during my rehab or anything. It was, like, kind of like a year or so after, like, my having surgery on my knee. And then I read it, and I was like, I could relate on so many levels, and you just couldn't, like, even though yes probably people have been in that mental state like I was when I was rehabbing and getting back from such a big injury but when just reading it and seeing it and then imagining it I was kind of like wow I didn't know some like people like people felt the same way that I did and it was just like so relatable and it's just like oh wow it's like it's really refreshing to read if you can really relate with something and can click with it yeah for sure and I think that's a perfect book for anybody to read not even just uh, an athlete or a soccer fan or a soccer player I think that's something that it probably has a lot of really, really insightful stories and, and tips on, you know, that are tips on things that are bigger than kind of what, he's, you know, soccer and what he's talking about, things that you can kind of carry on into other aspects of life. I, I, I would recommend people read that book, even though I haven't read it. So that but, means, Mike, you have yeah, to read it. That means I do have to read it. I don't read enough. Can't tell you the last time I read a book. Oof, come like a, on. Like a book book. Um, well, it's really, like... What is a book book? What have you been reading then? Well, well, I mean, um, not uh, articles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, book by book book, I mean like a novel or a, a fiction or um, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be fiction. It could be nonfiction too, but not something that's like uh, on the computer screen, like a computer screen or like a graphic novel or, or something like that. Yeah, I just I don't know. And I get down on myself a lot when I when I think about how little I read or how I never read. But I also remember that I am consuming information in different ways, like with the podcast that I listen to, because I'm a big podcast listener as well. And a lot of them are soccer podcasts, but you know, it's just a different medium. You know, you could listen to audiobooks. Maybe that's my, my route back into literature is through audiobooks. I know that my brother listens to a lot of those. Do you listen to any, any audiobooks? No, not really. I mean, I I didn't start listening to podcasts till I started mine, but no, I don't really listen yeah. to. I never got into audiobooks really. As a, as I think I've referenced it a lot, I'm like an old man, Mike. Like, I don't mm. I I don't do anything <laughs> that's hip that people do, even though I'm I'm young. But people say I look older than I am, and I'm just I'm just an old man. I just do it the old fashioned way because I just think it's the best way sometimes. Hey, yeah, I mean, whatever floats your boat. I'm kind of old fashioned in that way too. I like writing things down and like actually having them physically in front of me. And I'm always a late adopter of things too. It might be a convenient time to mention that um, when I had Peter Cooley on uh, this episode, or not this episode, this show, I, uh, we were talking about TikTok and I said I would refuse to download the app. And now oh. I have now I have TikTok. Now you're TikTok celebrities. So. And now I feel, yeah, yeah. Uh, amongst <laughs> amongst moms, I am. I made, I made one and a bunch of moms liked it because it was about moms. Yeah, that's... It's because it was relatable. That's yeah, why. Yeah, it, rela- it was. It was hashtag relatable. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm kind of an old man in that regard as well. I'm always I'm always a little late to the party on certain things because I like doing things the way I've been doing them. And like when something new comes out, like uh, what is, what is this new thing? I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. I I I, don't, I hate this. But then eventually I I cave or I kind of come to my senses or I I see how good it can be. So in, in terms of audiobooks, maybe I'll get, maybe that's, maybe I should get into some audiobooks. I know I've, I've been recommended plenty of good audiobooks as well as, as books. Um, it's not that I don't have them in the house. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's, I can't slow my mind down enough. I'm always so glued to the screen that 
I don't take the break to, to read. So, so maybe you're inspiring me right now to read some more. You're, you're welcome, man. I'm glad I could do that. Yeah. If you don't have anything else to say on the book, we can move on to a, a couple other things before we wrap up the show. I think that's, I think I said everything I needed to say. Cool. Cool. So being that it is the new year, this isn't a new segment. It's just convenient because it's January. I just was curious. Did you, uh, do you ever set resolutions, new year's resolutions? No, I was actually just recently talking to somebody, uh, cause I work at a gym and, mm. and that's like the biggest place for new year's resolutions and it just right. absolutely does my head in. But I actually don't believe in new year's resolutions personally. It's for me, uh, like when I d- did do like getting into shape and like losing a lot of weight. I, I like when I did that, it kind of made me believe I can do so many other things like start this podcast. And for me, it's just like, if you want to do something, you want to set a new challenge, like just, just do it, just start it. Like if you really, really care about doing it, you don't, you don't have to wait till Monday or Tuesday or the new year to do it. And so I've never really believed in New Year's resolutions. I'm just continuing the goals that I've already set for myself and just keep plugging away at it, even though I just look at it as a new day and there's a new number that you have to write down when you give your signature uh, for things. So I'm not really much of a New Year's resolution guy. I didn't really set anything in particular, but just keep plugging away at my podcast, keep working hard, saving a lot of money and keep getting doing well in school pretty much. Yeah. 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 I feel that I'm kind of the same way. I, I don't, I try not to set strict resolutions because if I don't meet them, I, I get down on myself and I don't, and that's not healthy. So I try to, you know, Oh, sorry. My dog is like scratching at my door. Um, Jordan's Jordan's not doing a good job of keeping him occupied. Gosh, damn uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Jordan. If you're listening to this, I would hope so. Cause you're my girlfriend and you're supposed to support me and everything <laughs> that I do. Um, yeah, I, um, I try not to set strict resolutions as I said, but you know, keeping certain things in mind. Um, and I agree with you. I, I don't think people need to wait until like a new year or, or a new week to, to start something. But I was also thinking about thinking about this recently. I think if there is any sort of excuse or, or reason or big kind of time for someone to do a resolution, I, I think that's great. You know, I think, you know, if that's part of the if it catalyst, helps motivate to, you. right, yeah. exactly. If that's part of the catalyst for someone to make a change in their lifestyle or, strive to just be better in one aspect of their life. I think that's cool. Yeah. I was just curious to know if you had any resolutions or any, hey, anything like that. Curiosity brings generosity. I like that. Curiosity brings generosity. Very nice. I, I'm, always, I'm all about the philosophical vibes on this show. Everyone knows that. Even if I don't know how to articulate and sound profound sometimes, uh, yeah, so let's <laughs> let's move on to the last part of the show, which is something that you didn't learn in school. What is something that you did not learn in school that you want to share with the audience? Something I did not learn in school that is like that I've learned outside of school. Yeah, right? it's kind of like you know, yeah, you you learn subjects in school. You learn how to do math, and you learn how to maybe do research on topics and stuff. But like, for, here here's a couple examples. So one of the ones that I brought to the table a couple episodes ago was that if you are a frequent shopper at, you know, whatever your local supermarket is and they have a rewards program, sign up for that because you usually get the deals on all of the food and you might get gas points where you get like 10 cents off a gallon for every hundred dollars you spend or whatever. So that's just like a little life hack that people might not know about. It could be something like that. Other people have come on the show and kind of just said, you know, things that they might have learned just throughout their walks of life 
um, that they didn't necessarily learn in a classroom. So that's kind of kind of what I mean with that. Okay. So as an avid uh, student like I am currently, something I did not learn in school that I learned on my own is, I guess, <clears throat> there's like three things. If you don't mind, I'm going to say three things. Of I'm going to really... I'm really giving out my secrets today is yes, you learn or, or organization to a certain degree at school, but you don't learn like life organization. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't apply the organization you learn in school. Like, oh, you have tests on this. So you got to submit the homework on that day, but it's more organization of in regards to you got to shop for yourself. You got to, you got to make your bed. You got to go to your job. You got to be tentative on like what you can accomplish throughout a day to maximize your day. And that's something that I learned outside of school like you i think it's something that everyone should value is maximize your time 100 percent efficiently and even though yes it sounds like you can learn that in school but you don't i don't know i didn't learn that in school personally like yes i learned to get my homework done on time and know to prepare for this test but we always ended up procrastinating anyway so what learning did i really learn from that in that regard mm. so it kind of sets you up for it a little bit just not directly, you know, it's like, you know, you have assignments and due dates, so it kind of sets you up to learn that. But at the same time, you have to figure out the best way that works for you to get things done and, and stay organized and make sure that you're meeting all of the goals that you need to meet. So in a way, it kind of does, but it doesn't really teach you that stuff. And especially in life skills, I know that in my senior seminar class, which was just a credit that every senior had to take, it was four classes. It didn't even last the whole semester. And we just learned how, it's not even learned, it's something I already knew how to do, but fill out a resume, apply to jobs. But they didn't teach you certain things that you should look for when doing your taxes or when, you know, registering to vote or just like a lot of those just like simple life things that adults do, adulting as they as they call it. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. I'm sorry to, uh, I just, uh, stole the show for a second continue on no no it's other, okay if anything you made you made items. my point sound more valid so i'm totally okay with you giving yeah. me the floor in that regard <laughs> That's and then for. and then the second thing i was gonna add on was shoot i think my mind just blanked uh take your time because i am already planning on editing a lot of the dumb shit that i said out of this show fair enough but they won't know that it's dumb because they'll never hear it Fair enough. I guess that's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, you kind of mentioned it with like the whole like paying your taxes and re like registering to vote and voting. It's networking. I don't think people that like value that and learn anything about that. Like I didn't learn a lick of networking unless like I was really close with one of like there's one specific teacher I was super close with who loved soccer and he still inspires me to this day to keep talking about it and that keep doing what I'm doing. Cause he said I was always really smart and I never really thought I was, I just, I, I so, but yeah, past the point is networking. And it's so important because then you get to meet people that are, it may be in the industry that you, you want to be in. And I think people don't use LinkedIn a lot. And I think that's a super, super good website. I remember I, t I told uh, Mike about LinkedIn too. And I was like, Mike, are you on LinkedIn? And I think at the time you said, no, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, I am. I don't know. Are you? Maybe I, I'm, I think I said yes, but I don't use it. Oh, okay, there you go. That was the answer. Which That's is correct. which is very short-sighted of me because who knows? Maybe I could be fired from my job tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I and then my LinkedIn isn't updated. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I LinkedIn is is important and a dope site. Yeah, and I luckily I feel like learned that way early on is like networking and meeting people is so freaking important. It's like you never know who you're gonna meet, so keep reaching out to people and keep talking to them. And all because they didn't say like they didn't 
agree like or reply to your email or your message the first time i always just bug people yes it sounds very bad and like oh well, don't be so annoying i just always do it because yes maybe they missed it or like they want to see how eager you are also entirely of like how badly you want to like learn from them or get some like t get some takeaway from this person because they're so like this is why you're reaching out to them and i think networking is something you don't learn in school and i think it's like a super important skill to learn because all it is is can you become friends with somebody that is in that industry and how can you get yourself to be in that person's shoes and how can you like he can be he or she could be a reference for you to be working in that industry it's like oh i know this person's super good guy give this guy a shot in an interview bam maybe you're good at interviewing and then that's your opportunity and you just gotta seize it and it's kind of this kind of adds on to it with the next part is communication i think we have lacked that especially in like Mike is older than me, but I'm, yeah, but I'm younger than Mike, but I feel like luckily since I've always loved talking to people and you guys can kind of tell now is I love rambling on and just saying things. That's why I do a podcast because I can talk for <laughs> infinite amounts of time is people have lacked communication so badly. It's like reaching out, just being able to express yourself, take risks. And it's like similar to like almost like asking a girl out or if a girl wants to ask a guy out, it's like they're too scared to do it in person. So we have the social, like social media that can like oh you can just do it through there but it's like what's so fun of it? like there's no there's no nervousness like uh i think simon sinek i think is what his name is he talks about this in a video i love listening to these kind of things on youtube talks about like we are like we're always on our phones we always keep messaging like tint you just swipe right and you think you're a stud and then that person thinks like you're attractive because you guys match together and it's like this like weird instant ratification like you not you're not nervous to when you text this person or call this person or be like hey like things like that like you don't like you don't learn these nerves and life skills and like, okay, if you, if this person says no or says yes, like what can you learn from that to be better next time? Can you be more confident? Because the thing is like, I use this reference because like, I think this is like something like finding significant others is important for people. But then it's like when you meet like your future boss or future people you want to talk to, be confident when you talk to them to show that you're worth it and you have self-worth to to be able to be like that you're in he or she's presence, but you're be, you're be you should be willing I mean, worth the, the time that they're taking to talk to them because you think I should be working for this person or I should be working in this industry. And I think these are things that pe I, I learned personally outside of school and something that they don't really teach you. And I think that's insanely important life skills for everyone. A life hack is just take risks, risk it for the biscuit, email as many people as you want, connect with as many people as you want and just reach out because you don't know what's going to happen. And and even with like when you want to like if there's this like really cool girl that you like just go talk to her, he or she and you just never know what's going to happen for sure i mean i'm i was a communication major so i'm all about that shit <laughs> i also think just to to kind of piggyback on what you were saying it's definitely important to practice your networking skills or not even just practice them actually physically network with people like go to events where you're going to be around people who are in the sphere that you want to be in or the one that you're just getting your foot into. Um, that stuff is really important too. You're going to learn how to think on the fly rather than having all of this time uh, when you're on social media to think of a response. Social media, man. So Social media, man. It's killing. It's killing our, <laughs> our, our society. Our brains and it's making us all worse. It's making it, Honestly, it is. I hate it. Um, <laughs> oh, interesting. As a no, media man himself. Well, yeah. I've, I mean, social media is great. Social media is also... It depends uh, on how you use it too. That's it, the thing is like it can be yeah, really useful. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I always try to use it for what's the word productive reasons exactly but yeah dude yeah communication communication is huge 
like just learning those skills is, is so important. And this is all stuff that people are hearing right now. And they're like, yeah, I know all this stuff. And, but it's important to kind of apply it. it, apply it and just hear it constantly. When you hear things over and over again, you got to beat it into your brain, even if it's a, a simple concept. And that's something that I'm not great at because I am generally an introvert. I like staying indoors. So I mean, you do work at homes, so I guess. Yeah. I do. I do work at home, but that's just also just kind of my personality type. But I, when I do force myself to get out of the house and and go to events that aren't maybe not even necessarily networking events, but just events that have like minded people, at, I, I always come home. You know, if I had like a productive conversation or met somebody new, I always come home being like, "Man, I should do that more often." Or yeah, that it makes was, it gives you really, a smile on your face yeah, a little bit because it's a it's true human connection, and you can have you know, some, some pretty strong connections over the internet through art or just through conversation. But I also, you know, that actually talking to somebody last night, Jordan and I, my girlfriend and I were, um, at a bar and we met another couple, um, through friends who were there with us. And yeah, we had like an hour long conversation and I felt, it felt awesome because I was like, yeah, the wow. Who, who would have thought that talking to people face to face was, uh, was cool. <laughs> and very nice feeling for the yeah. soul. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. I hope that you were listening to Cheyenne when he was dropping some of that knowledge because it's important. All that stuff is important. So I think that's a good place to wrap up the show. Before we go, Cheyenne, where would you like to direct people to? What do you have to plug? All of that good stuff. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing tomorrow, maybe? Uh, let people know what's up. Perfect. Well, thank you, first of all, Mike for having me on the show. It's actually been, I've been very excited to come on the show and tell podcasts because I like to say I'm also a, a big supporter of it. I like listening to it casually and it's awesome to partake in an episode with you and be able to express my platform. And if you guys do want to find more of the Next Generation Football podcast, uh, the podcast is on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify and Google Play Music. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at next underscore gen underscore pod and then on Twitter at next gen pod. I do a lot of interaction, especially on Instagram with like just asking you guys questions. It doesn't even have to always be soccer related just to interact with you guys. And I'm currently doing a giveaway on both Instagram and Twitter. I mean, you guys can pick between one of the top four Ballon d'Or finalists, their jerseys, and then I'll be picking two winners on Instagram and Twitter. So make sure you follow us there, find that post, enter in, <clears throat> and then you can get yourself a free kit. and. Keep listening to to my podcast if you guys started listening to it already, if you've already hopped onto it. I, I have a lot more amazing guests to, to come on, still more ex-professionals, current professionals I've lined up, I'm gonna bring on, and other like big, influ like big media heads in the soccer world that I'm gonna be bringing on. So make sure to follow me on all those platforms. Dope, and all of those links will be in the SoundCloud description at soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell. If you want to follow Next Gen, check out the podcast. If you want to follow Cheyenne, I'll also link your personal social media in there if, if you want me to. I guess I didn't ask. Do you want me to do that? Uh, sure, if you want. Okay, cool. I'm on it. I'm, 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 I'm on it. I got. I, I can do it. I, I know how to work the keyboard, and I can type it in, and we'll be good on that. Perfect. Dope. If you want to get in touch with us or follow us, it's at Let's Show and Tell on all platforms. Not so much Facebook anymore, because Facebook it is gross to me now. I don't know. I'm kind of over Facebook. I don't know how you feel about it. Do you have I've a next channel on Facebook? 
Uh, no, we, I've never had a Facebook. Yeah, I just don't like the idea of having to pay to reach the people who already follow my account. Because that's pretty much how that works. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's it's annoying. The organic reach is so... I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. Um, yeah, so basically, it, we're not on Facebook. So Twitter and Instagram, at Let's Show and Tell. Uh, this podcast is available on most platforms as well. If you want to listen to some music, we got some Spotify playlists. You should go bump that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks again for being on the show. I'm giving you, I'm giving prayer hands right now. You can't see it, but I'm doing the prayer hand emoji. Are you doing it too? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> oh, wow, dude. All right. You know what? This was a mistake having you on. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just kidding. I'm uh, I'm waffling because I don't I it's been like two weeks since I recorded and I don't know how to end the show so I'm just gonna end it thank you so much for coming on the show if you like this episode listen to some more and if you like the show share it with a friend because sharing is caring peace. <laughs>